Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for any brand in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X.ca on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. It is 135 in Edmonton. think he didn't necessarily love this song back in the day when he played for the Edmonton Oilers, but coming up, uh, Hockey Helps the Homeless. It'll take place over at the Twiller Rec Center on Friday, May 11th, as hockey fans will lace up their skates with Edmonton Oilers alumni and former pros as this year's Hockey Helps the Homeless tournament takes place. The tournament features 20 men's and women's teams. will be played all day uh, Friday. Lots of uh, former Edmonton Oilers and uh, other NHL players that are going to be involved in this, including the likes of uh, Craig McTavish and Jason Strudwick and Louis DeBrusque, who's been on the show today, and Curtis Glencross, who was here for a cup of coffee, Mark Fistrick, um, uh, NHLers Robin Regeer, who is probably not uh, the most popular player in the Oilers room back in the day. But we are pleased to be joined by a guy who uh, made it count back in 2006 for the Oilers, Fernando Pisani. Fernando, it's Bob. How you doing? Good, Bob. How you doing? Good. Uh, I apologize for not speaking to you before uh, the interview, but I, I couldn't figure out the telephone system here, and that probably wouldn't surprise you. So, uh, yeah, I, you know what? I, I heard the the song played before you. Yeah, we went on the air, so I was I was ready for it. You're you're ready for it. Uh, Hockey yeah. helps the homeless. Partners with the Mustard Seed and the Jasper Place Wellness Center in a fundraiser fantasy tournament. We had Ron Lowe in here uh, the other day, and I, I know this is a thing that all the local guys that are, are retired like to be involved with. Yeah, you know what, uh, Ronnie's kind of spearheading this thing, and he's done a fantastic job at uh, uh, coordinating all the guys and getting them together and. Uh, you know, everybody wants to do their part and help out, and it's a great cause to be a part of. Uh, never any uh, problem. How often are you skating right now these days, by the way? It seems to me you've got a reason to be on the ice on a fairly regular basis. Yeah, you know what? I just skate around and push pucks now, so I just coach and, uh, you know, kind of tell kids where to go and what to do. So I don't do a ton of skating anymore, but uh, I'm on the skates nonetheless and uh, just kind of gliding more than skating. You enjoy that development role that you got going on? Yeah, you know what? It's uh, it's a lot of fun. You get to work with um, some young guys that are 
you know, eager and willing to, to you know, learn to what it takes to get to the next level. So it's a good group to work with, and, uh, yeah, it's fun. We're joined right now by Fernando Pisani, who uh, most Oilers fans obviously look fondly back at the uh, 2006 uh, playoff run. Uh, what's it, you know, as a guy who's a retired pro, what what sort of things do you look for when you watch the NHL? How many, how much of the NHL playoffs do you do you watch that sort of thing? And are there specific teams? And, and does it depend on a year by year basis? You know what? Uh, the last couple of years, I've been I've been watching. Yesterday, I watched the Toronto. Uh, Boston game that was uh, that was a fun game to watch, especially for for Jake DeBrusque. It was great to see him score, you know, a couple big goals, and um, yeah, it was it was fun to watch. So I know you're for him. I know you're involved with the University of Alberta for a while. Did some work, obviously, with the Edmonton Oil Kings as well. Uh, is there a different type of player than maybe when you came through the system fifteen and twenty years ago? Are you dealing with uh, more skilled kids than ever before? Yeah, you know, definitely there's a lot more. Uh, the skill level seems to be a lot higher. And um, the last, you know, five, six, seven years, you're seeing more kids working on uh, stick handling, shooting, and just kind of breaking down the game. It, uh, it, it's fun to, to see how the game's progressed and how it's, you know, moved on. And um, the skill level is just kind of off the charts. Seeing, you know, I'm finding that eight, nine-year-old kids you know their hands are they're pretty sleek and uh it's it's kind of fun to work with and watch do you kind of shake your head a bit when you think back to where you were at yeah i know it's uh we were just talking about it the other day and how uh how lucky these kids are and you know some of them don't even know um you know all that's out there for them to do and you know now it's just kind of second nature they just kind of expect oh yeah i can go work with this guy or that guy when i was a kid that age we just kind of went out there dropped the puck and scrimmaged and he never really dove into you know the little things that you need to do and to work on so it's uh yeah the game has changed quite a bit we're joined by former oiler uh now development coach with the edmonton oil kings fernando pisani he is part of the hockey helps the uh homeless uh group that the continued that's going to be involved uh, including jesus got to be about uh, 35 or 40 uh former pros it'll take place out at twilliger rec center uh on uh, friday may the uh 11th which let, let me ask you this so the guys now you skate once in a while uh, maybe sometimes on on the Wednesdays when there's the alumni skate down at Rogers Place. Yeah, yeah, we skate there uh, once a month or so. Which guy can still really bring it? That's on the ice out there. <laughs> well, I can tell you who does not bring it, and that's uh, Jason Shredwick. He's still. I didn't think he can get worse, but yeah, he definitely has gotten worse over the years. So he's the only guy that I know that keeps stats in a in a scrimmage game, but he ends up being minus five or or ten. So. He's one of the guys that just has not improved. Uh, you know, I, I would as as a former NHL player, you could take a shot at your buddy as a guy who <laughs> lacked the speed, talent, agility, coordination, toughness, character, and discipline. I'll defer to uh, a guy like uh, Jason who willed his way to 600 plus games in the NHL. Uh, <laughs> Stop, I'd like to see you have a race with him. I think you'd take him. Oh, we had a broadcaster actually. He once worked at this station who thought he was faster than Zach Stortini. and I, that was one of the very few times I was ever speechless on the air when that occurred.
Yeah, I, I, I recall that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he actually went out and skated with us and, uh, well, okay, you believe yeah. what you want to believe. Uh, we, we won't mention any names. No, not at all. Uh, he's working in your league, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, if I... I, I Tensor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know it's funny. Uh, if I if I only had one chin, I might have a chance. But uh, you know, I'm, I'm probably two chins too many right now. Fernando Pisani joining us. Hey, look, we got we got you on here. Um, you were uh, you were you were part of one of the greatest runs of all time. I worked with John Drews uh, during the Memorial Cup in 2001. Kevin uh, Quinn was doing the play-by-play. I was doing font cordon stats at that time before uh, getting a full-time opportunity in radio in 2003. John Drews was a terrific guy. Was a house on fire for the Washington Capitals, and we thought, you know, is that ever going to happen again? Well, it happened again in Edmonton. Like, do you ever think back to that 2006 playoff run and just kind of shake your head in terms of you know the ridiculous hot stick that you had? during the course lap playoffs? You know what? Every time, uh, you know, this time of year comes around, you always look back and uh, you have you have some regrets and, and, you know, just coming up one game short, it's always, it's still a, a tough pill to, to swallow even to this day. But um, you know what? It was, it was the best time of my life in terms of, uh, you know, the hockey and uh, just how crazy and exciting the the city got, and uh, yeah, it was something that I'll never forget. Do you know? What I remember. I remember how good Torres was to close out the Stanley Cup final. Like that's a guy who was a fifth overall pick. There was some debate as to whether or not he'd ever totally put it all together. And maybe we we could, you know, maybe there isn't a debate on that. Maybe he never fully reached the zenith of his potential. But I thought in the final three games of the Stanley Cup forward, he was the, or at Stanley Cup final that year, he was the best forward on the ice for either of the two teams. Yeah, Raph, Raph was a bull. And uh, he was the kind of guy that when he stepped on the ice, everybody took notice. And uh, even, even his line mates took notice because you never knew, man, if he was coming in there, uh, he was getting to that puck, and if you were in the way and he was going to hit that guy, he was going through you to get to him. So um, he was just one of those guys that you knew where he was, and you know he just opened up the ice. And even Pax was was phenomenal that uh, you know that playoffs as well. So we had a lot of guys that kind of you know very contributed. And, you know Todd Harvey, he didn't play a ton of ice time, but uh, you know he played his eight nine minutes, and he gave you a hard nine minutes of. Uh, ice time so um, everybody really contributed and that's I think you know you need that you need the depth you need you know your fourth liners playing certain roles and your third liners and and so forth so you I mean you guys had uh, Horkoff uh, Stoll yourself Hemsky I mean you got you got you guys were all at like a million and a half or less at that time. Like the production you got out of out of those sort of players, and that's sometimes you need that to have competitive teams. But could you speak to what it meant when you got Chris Pronger in the off season in two thousand five, coming out of a lockout, and how having that guy who could play the game literally out of a rocking chair settled everything down? Yeah, it was uh, it was exciting when when uh, when I heard the news that Promise was coming because. You know, being in Edmonton, we never really had that type of player. He was a blue chip player, and we never really had that guy that carried that kind of clout. And he was—he was just a, he was a beauty in the dressing room. Uh, but on the ice, he just—he calmed—he calmed everything down. He was playing thirty plus minutes a night, and that first pass when he came out of the zone, it was—it was on your tape. And you know, 
and his shot, and he scored some key goals for us too. So he was just a big presence on the back end, and he just kind of solidified everything back there for us. Fernando Pisani joining us right now again. He's involved with Hockey Helps the Homeless. It partners with the Mustard Seed and Jasper Place Wellness Center in a fundraiser fantasy tournament. About 35 to 40 players. Geez, I see Rob Brown's out there. I mean, there is a guy that is still a ridiculously skilled player, isn't he? Uh, yeah, Brown, he's still, he can score. Um, you know, everybody asked him a story about him just coming shy of 50 goals and um, I remember that he's telling me this story about his coach not putting him out there with an empty net, and he had an opportunity to get 50. So I'm sure he's told that story quite a few times. But Brownie, even in those, even in the charity games, he still likes to snipe, and he can still score. So he's uh, he's fun to watch too. Fernando, we appreciate you doing the interview. Uh, thanks for your time. Have fun with the event. It's a great cause, and we'll touch base down the road. All right, thanks, Doc. Take care. You bet. That is Fernando Pisani. Uh, again, here's some of the alumni. George LaRock, uh, Kyle Rossiter, who played on the Canadian World Junior Team. He's an NHL alumni. Uh, Matt Cassian, hard-nosed uh, tough guy. Uh, if you can look it up, you can find a Cassian versus Lucic battle in the, uh, what, that's Matt, not Zach Cassian, from the Western Hockey League days. Scott Thornton who is a big, strong guy that could play. Sean Bell could skate like the wind, part of Canada's World Junior Championship and team in 2005. Dave Lumley, what did he win? Three Stanley Cups with the Oilers. Uh, we got Rob Brown out there, David Pelche, uh, Chris Joseph, who's obviously dealt with a uh, personal uh, family tragedy of late, uh, Robin Regeer of the Calgary Flames, uh, Larry Melnick. Hard-nosed, tough defenseman at the Oilers back in the 80s, New York Rangers. The singer Gord Bamford, Glenn Anderson, you may have heard of him. Uh, you know you're a great player when you retire with 498 career goals. Uh, Curtis Glenn Cross, Al Cameron, Brenton, do you remember Al Cameron? It's my coach. It's my coach in 1982-83 at the Southside Athletic Club. Stu McGregor is head coach. Al was one of the assistants. I think he just retired either the year before or two years before that, Doug Hicks, who we've had on the show a bunch of times, Mark Fistrick, who's now working as a firefighter, Colin Fraser, who's living down in Sylvan Lake these days, Jim Ennis, uh, Louis DeBrus, Jason Strudwick, we heard uh, Fernando having some fun at uh, Jason's expense, Craig McTavish, who was skating when well, that, uh, you know, Legends game they had in Winnipeg, Mac T was flying, he was going good. Sean Brown, Jeff Delorier, and Joaquin Gage, a couple members of uh, Olympic alumni, including Brittany Esposito and Brianne Jenner. So it's all part of the Hockey Helps the Homeless, should be a kicker of an event coming up Friday, May 11th. It is 148 in Edmonton. We'll wrap up orders now after this. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at ProAmSports.ca That's ProAmSports.ca This is Oscar Clefbaum from your Edmonton Oilers and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Shed. 
152, the best pizza in the city, still making a great Royal Pizza. Multiple locations in Edmonton to serve you, including the original Royal Pizza in Old Strathcona. It's been 48 years for Royal Pizza in Edmonton. Edmonton owned and operated. Royal Pizza is old school, big boy pizza. Stop for recommendation, Mediterranean chicken. You can visit royalpizza.ca for location nearest year. Hey, we have a signing with a goaltender. It involves a player the Edmonton Oilers drafted, Miroslav Savoda, who was a 7th round draft pick, 208th overall in 2015, spent the last season in the Czech Republic, 33 wins, 2.10 goals against average, 926 save percentage, has signed a two-year deal, ELC, with the Nashville Predators. So an Oilers pick from 2015. Uh, so that was the first year Peter Shirelli uh, was the general manager of the Edmonton Oilers. Miroslav Savota has signed a two-year deal. He's 6'3", 175-pound guardian. Uh, the Czech League, they, they, their league must be, guys must be free agents uh, before May 1st. That's what must happen there. The KHL, if you were to theoretically sign a player to the KHL, I believe uh, their UFA uh, become free agents on April the 30th for what it's worth. Portions of Oilers Now brought to you by our friends at World Floor Coverings. Tell them Oilers Now sent you received two times the air miles reward miles on your flooring purchases. This needs to be said about World Floor Coverings. You go in there, they're going to talk to you about hockey and flooring. They know their stuff. All right. This day in Oilers history. For New West Travel, Edmonton's premier travel company, who've got a great orders now road trip package to Germany and Sweden this fall. Call now. New West Travel space is limited. April 26, 1986. April 26, 1986. Doug Risebrow who spent some time working for Glen Sather on the Oilers staff. He had a goal and an assist. The Calgary Flames beat the Oilers 4-1 in Edmonton to go up 3-2 in the Smythe Division Final. The Oilers would bomb the Flames 7-4 in Game 6. That was the game where Dave Semenko opened up Tim Hunter in a bit of a line brawl at the end of the game. Flames, as we all know, on the Steve Smith bank shot in off of Grant Fear. Grant Fear should have had that one or not. Uh, Calgary Flames won Game 7 in Edmonton. They won three of the four games played against the Oilers that year in Edmonton. Bob Johnson, the head coach at that time of the Calgary Flames. This day in Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel. Again, we got our Oilers now roading to Sweden and Germany. Visit newwesttravel.com for more information. We talked about the fact that you never surrender. We opened up with sunglasses at night with Corey Hart. Where do you think we're going next? Coming up next, a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News with Jalen and I and Andrew Gross. Always keep the dream alive. Cause just a little more time could open closing doors.
Sports Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.